Hey, Got folks, it. this is Joe with uh, uh, Joe Max Morons. I forgot who I worked for here. Uh, Joe Max Morons, we are coming to you live, uh, but when you hear it, it'll be taped. Uh, we will have already sucked by the time uh, you hear this. Uh, so I am here uh, this week with fellow morons, Adam and Thomas Young. Guys, thank you very much for joining us. Uh, and, and those of you listening, thanks a ton for, uh, for listening. Uh, feel free to like subscribe uh or just send us a picture of middle finger uh that's fine too bearing with us through joe trying to remember his name i got most of it uh you know i look i'm not as bad as dude i i I think i mean again i'm not gonna throw the guy under the bus every time but this seems about Hmm. the right time to 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 pull that one out i've I've had that bullet in the gun for quite some time it seems like it's time to to fire that thing uh so uh but anyway um seriously um, screw you. Uh, anyway, uh, Thomas, Adam, welcome uh, and welcome, Ood, uh to our, our our little our little uh, podcast here. We are uh, in the middle of Premier League, in the middle of Syria. We are in between uh, national team windows. Um, we are uh, enjoying a little bit of um, a little bit of, of, of a bit more spaced out uh, the, the games right now. That we, we were rapid fire for a few weeks there. Uh, teams are complaining, guys are getting injured, um, and, a, and a lot happening. Uh, to unwrap a little bit of it, I'd like to know, uh, Thomas, off the bat, uh, coming into the transfer window, tons of, um, you know, tons of transfer rumors, and we're going to get to that in a second. How, how is United kind of, you know, outside the transfer market, you know, they're also transitioning. Mm-hmm. I think that they're, they're starting to get it. They're, they're, you know, starting to, to win a little bit, not really by large margins. It's fine. What, how do you feel about the direction, at least, of the team before we even get to who they could possibly add? I mean, I think they're pretty directionless at the moment, to be honest. You're not a, you're not a Ralph fan? Uh, I mean, I, I don't – I just don't understand the whole situation because how is he going to get players to buy into a system when he's only going to be there till the end of the season? Do you, do you think that the plan is to have him institute this? I mean, he is the architect of this formation. Yeah. Um, is, is the plan to, to, to have him do this and then bring someone else in who will then continue the project once he's I mean, done? I, I guess I would hope that is the case if they're trying to go for consistency, but uh, I just don't know. And uh, honestly, it's like, just bring in anybody who's going to be there permanently, but who's actually going to bring a game plan. So Ben Olsen? No. <laughs> okay. Well, I tried. Sorry, Ben. Adam, uh, where, where is this going? Do you think that they're that they're laying a decent foundation right now or no? Uh, I think that uh, Ragnick is a obviously a successful manager and he knows what he's doing. He's built clubs out of nothing. Leipzig. I mean, look at Leipzig. They were they were literally nothing. They went through four, four, five, or however many German divisions, and mm-hmm. now they're one of the best teams in the Bundesliga. So, um, I don't know. I hope so. I think that the I think we got to give it a little more time. Where you know, typical of uh, I don't know 
football in general that it's just everybody overreacts. There's there's one game, two games that are good, everyone overreacts. There's two poor games, everyone overreacts. You know, if you look at it, United have gotten there was a result they didn't get under under Rangnick so far. So uh, I don't know. You got to give it a little bit of time. Uh, I'm really hoping that they make the right choice in the summer uh, about the next manager. <laughs> so we'll see. There's there seems to be two two choices, but uh, we'll see what they do. Wait, what what are the rumors for uh, for the coaches? What do we have? You heard anything, Adam? Well, the 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 one uh, the, the two the two top candidates that I'm seeing right now are, are uh, Eric Ten Hag. Is that how you say it from uh, Ajax? Yeah, who's been who's been unbelievable at Ajax. I mean, that's yep. that's Ajax is, is is a it's a big club. It's a storied club, but it's not a rich club. It's mm-hmm. not a club that plays in one of the best leagues in Europe. But he yeah. has taken them late into the Champions League. You know he's won he's won the Eredivisie. He's 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 just he, he's a I don't know his his style is attractive. And people enjoy watching it. It's entertaining. Um, and the other is Pochettino, who you know five years ago, four or five years ago, I would have said yeah, Pochettino would have that would have been the obvious choice. But I don't know. Pochettino still hasn't won anything. He spent all those yeah. years at Tottenham, never won anything, and now he's at PSG, still hasn't won anything. We'll see. If he doesn't win anything at PSG, at least not like a league, uh, like a, a domestic cup. With the players uh, at his disposal. With with the players that he has. I mean, I I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Who's, those who's are, the other those one? are the two choices there. Those are the two two choices they're uh, well, talking about. Are, do you think that Rangnick is, is a possibility to continue? I don't think he wants to. I think he wants okay. to take on that role of like uh, – you know, director of whatever, whatever, whatever he's going to be, he's going to be an advisor, and he's going to move forward. He's going to, he's going to develop a new manager, which I think is what he likes. Thomas, is there a, a, any one of those guys strike you as a as a good option for this team? Um, I mean, it's hard to say because you know I don't watch enough of either of them necessarily. I know Ten Hag or Ten Hag, however you say his name. Uh, I know. T. He's got the reservation and uh, reservation. He's got the um, reputation, and uh, like I know he plays a certain way. Though it's like I just don't know if we have the the team to do that immediately. You know, it's I feel like we're facing another like rebuild if we come in with a whole new philosophy. Also, <laughs> yeah. But don't you think though? At some point, it's got to come down on the players. Like this group has been together for long enough. They've been with a bunch of managers, you know, at least the core group of them, and they have underperformed under all, just about every manager. There are periods under Solskjaer where, where it looked really good, mm-hmm. but yep. that was short-lived, and then they they get in, they fall into these, they fall into these. Um, <coughs> These dips in form, and they can't get out of them. It's it's crazy. But do you think bringing in Rangnick? I mean, you're talking about bringing a guy who can set a foundation. He's the architect of it all. I mean, you're you're, I, I, if if I'm looking if if so, Thomas, to your point about direction, Mm -hmm. I think it seems to me that the front office has said 
we're going to play this way. And we're going to bring in the coach that, that orchestrated the entire thing to teach it, to set it. And then our next coach will just, will just continue it. The question then becomes, do we have the players for it? Um, and I, you know, and, and again, that's, that's, that's a, an entirely different, different I conversation. Think, I think we do. And we don't, we still like, you know, the players that United has like should be capable to do a job that's asked of them. But at the same time, we desperately need a defensive midfielder. Yeah. Well that, you know, I'll tell you what, I'll skip way forward and say the, one of the big rumors at least about a month ago or so was Tyler Adams to Manchester United. Now I don't know actually how hot that rumor is anymore. I think it's still out there, but not necessarily. I, he's quite as hot as like a dozen that they're looking at, you know, I mean, he's an upgrade over Maddich, Fred, or McTominay. Uh, I agree. I think he would be great. I would. He would be amazing. United again. I, I think it's just like a rumor, though. I th- I think United are going to be linked with like every up and coming defensive midfielder in Europe. You know, because they always are in this sort of situation. I think Cassie's another one that's been uh, linked to United, and he would be here. I would great. take. Yeah. He, he's, he's even better than – he's obviously better than Adams. Um, he, he would be an amazing upgrade. Uh, Who do you in, think in, AC in Milan will go for in January? Well, I, I know we've got to replace Kiar. Um, so, so Simon Kiar uh, is out with an ACL. Um, oh, and I, and the, the rumor out there now is that they're going to go after Bayali. Bayali? Bayali? They're talking to United right now. You know, I'm not sure if they're going to try to buy him outright or if they're going to try to loan him. You know, Kiar is, you know, is one of the, you know, he, when he's healthy, he's one of the best defenders in, in the league. Um, he's, he's incredible. And, and honestly, Tomori, who we got, you know, for whatever the price was, it was like $20 million or so from, from Chelsea, that's a steal because he's also – he's amazing. But I'll tell you, we, we just started Gabia, who's, you know, a, a, a young kid center back. Mm-hmm. And Kalal, uh, Kalalu, who also is the other, both of not, not, I think Kalalu's 24, Gabi's like 20. And we've started them a, a couple of times. We started against Roma and kicked the crap out of Roma. Uh, nice. These two guys got it done. So as much as I say we need center backs, you know, the, 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 the unproven young guys have actually come in and played really well. Uh, and uh, that's, I, I'll be honest, I, it's, it's so fun to watch. It's fun to watch these young guys just go out there and succeed yeah. and they're prepared. They understand the roles. They, they understand the system. They understand their expectations. They work well. We have, we have an experienced, smart, great yeah. goalkeeper behind them. It's the, it's the French, you know, the French national team, yeah. you know, backup because it's Hugo, it's Larice, obviously. You know, no, yeah. no one's taking his spot, but Mike Mignon, who is, who's really been, uh, I mean, the fact that we, we, we lost in Aruma again, mm-hmm. Paolo Maldini, Freaking lost Dunaruma and he lost him for free, which is a mistake. But he went out and got Mike Mignon, who's been yeah, every been bit, every bit about him all season. He has been fantastic. He's an amazing. Yeah, but you know, Joe, Milan is one of the you know storied European clubs, one of the top clubs in Europe historically. What would also be nice would be watching them compete for the Champions League. You know. Yeah. I feel like, you know, it's nice to say that. I'd li- I like watching these young guys come in, but 
I don't like watching that over and over and over again. And I feel like, you know, Milan has, has developed these great players, but a lot of them have left. Well, you know? I mean, look, and then Milan they, because they have people to re, to backfill. That's fine if you just want to tread Scone, water. You know, look, Berlusconi robbed robbed the team tons and tons of money. He sold the team to essentially a snake oil. So, like, he just he 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 ruined this team, and so they had to sell a bunch of guys. They developed some to sell sell them again. And Maldini has said we need three, four, five more Champions Leagues to really support where we're going that kind of that kind of revenue like the fact that milan is it was in the champions league this year was exactly what they wanted to what they wanted to do we got hit with a tough group and honestly none of us expected milan to get out of this group and talent wise they 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 shouldn't and they didn't and and so i think it happened exactly as it should this this team is young this team isn't there yet to compete for a champions league title i do think Five more in seasons in the Champions League is what Maldini said. That's what Maldini said, and and it's because it's the revenue that that's generated, mm-hmm. and then it's also just the development of the players. I mean, you had guys like Calabria, guys never. I mean, I think when we played, we played Atletico Madrid. We had like one guy that had played the Champions League ever, yeah. you know, against against Madrid, who is who's competed, you know, year after year in the in in the Champions League. It's a, it's a it's a very different thing. I mean, look, we look we look around the leagues. All of us do look around Premier League, uh, French League, you know, German, Spain, Italy. They play very different styles. And so, the the thing we've always talked about with Juventus, Juventus was was dominating Italy for years. Couldn't win the Champions League because they they just couldn't play outside the style of of Italy, and they couldn't play against the teams that were playing out. So they couldn't figure it out, and that's. That's the thing about Champions League that's so fun, and that is um, that is such a challenge to, to a young team who has no experience. Like to, to to be able to understand an entirely different concept coming at you, it, it does take time, and it will take time. And I, I, I mean, I'm on board. I mean, I think you know you can't be like a United who who plays in this thing every year. You know, I, I think Milan coming out of what they came out of with Berlusconi. But I do think Maldini's got us going the right direction, and and I'm yeah. going to trust his decisions from here, from from you know continuing. You uh, say he's been out. pretty ruthless. He's been good. I mean, he, look, he, he's he has been drawing a line with guys like Kessie, and it sucks because I don't want to lose Kessie. Kessie's amazing, mm-hmm. and and you know the uh, the Ivory Coast coach has come out saying that like you know without saying it directly, he's been saying he thinks Kessie should stay at Milan. Um, so, so maybe that opens the door again. Um, but I think that, I think that they're going to bring in somebody, uh, defensively. Well, I would, I would have loved to see a striker come in, to be honest, but we have, uh, Ibrahimovic, we have Giroud who are doing great. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would have loved to see a young striker come in because Daniel Maldini is just, he's 18, he's too young. So we have 18 and then we have like 40. And yeah. so. You know, I, I actually would have loved Ricardo Pepe coming in and learning under those guys. I think he's got him, a yeah. similar, similar competency to, to uh, Ibrahimovic and Giroud. He's a big guy. He's active. He understands the game. He just needs development. And I think he would have been a good, a good, you know, a good choice. But there's, there's like they're they're looking at Bellotti. They're looking at a, a few other a few other strikers out there that that could maybe help well. us. But I think I think where Pepe went though is is perfect. I think Germany, the Bundesliga has has proven to be the best place for American players 
specifically to develop. So, let me ask you a question, Thomas. Let me ask you a question, Thomas. If Manchester, because I, because I'm trying to gauge my my opinion on the value of, of what Pepe sold for. So, Thomas, Allsburg uh, paid paid twenty million uh, for Pepe. If Manchester United had paid twenty million dollars, now understand they paid thirty five for Ronaldo. If they had paid twenty million dollars for Ricardo Pepe, would you have been happy with that? As a Manchester United fan, not as a West Manchester National Team fan, but as a Manchester United fan, would you have been happy? Uh, as a United fan, I wouldn't have been happy because that's not where they need to strengthen. Do you think that would have been a good value for that player? Um, I mean, maybe. Uh, I think it was had a, bit a breakout year, so he was going to command a bit of a fee wherever he went, probably. Um, but uh, – I don't know. I mean, can't uh, at the moment. Yeah, I, I, I worry How that we think? I worry. I worry. I think it's a bit high. Uh, you know, the value for the player. Um, I, I worry that you know it's become trendy for especially German clubs to look for the next great American talent, and they they sign players expecting too much of them. I think. Uh, yeah. You know, to be to to right, right off the bat, and I don't think that. You know, it's not necessarily a good situation if you sign as you know Pepe's eighteen, nineteen years old comes. Uh, maybe too much is expected of him. That might not be a good situation. But again, the German system is the best at developing players, and they don't. You know. There is pressure, but they, they do a good job of managing that. So we'll see. I mean, I, but I do. I think it's a bit high for for that player. He had I, he had he had a, a last season, and he scored a few goals for the men's the U.S. men's national team. Um, but past that, what's I don't know. Is it yeah, really? He's won young. Much? I, mean, I mean, yeah, he's he, young. He he doesn't have. There's not a lot of tape there because he's he's young and he's 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 got a ton of potential. He's got a real potential. National team goals that allowed who was it FC Dallas to ask for that much? <laughs> Absolutely, no question. Yeah, and he's he's a must start. I mean, immediately he becomes a must start for us. We were looking for a striker, and we got a guy who, who can who can put the ball in the net. And I think that's that's yeah. ultimately you know we haven't had a guy like that since McBride. Although, yeah, you know, Altador scored tons of goals, and he also was he developed at. Not Augsburg. Uh, he developed. Oh, I'm going to flake on this too. I forget where he developed over overseas. Uh, he's played, yeah. He he played in, in Netherlands at Izzy Alkmaar. He played yeah, Izzy Alkmaar. He had probably his That's best season there. South uh, Central think, Netherlands, I think. I think they like won the cup or something that season. Yeah. And uh, it, he played a couple seasons in Spain, I think, at one or two different clubs. Villarreal. Yeah. Villarreal, yep. yeah. Yep. Yeah, I mean, it didn't translate across Europe, but um, but I do think he developed well. And, again, by the way, that goes back to, like, sort of that Ajax and Netherlands system. I mean, they, you know, that's that's certainly kind of what they're known for, you know, Develop talent, make them amazing oh, yeah. for your for, for their own teams, and then and then sort of realize that value with a sale. Um, but 
I, I'm I'm very encouraged. He's he's already played. He's already been in, uh, yeah. which is which is great. Um, I think he uh, so Alzheimer played at. Um, by the way, he played at Sunderland uh, for two years. He did not score many goals for a striker. He, Thirty-one games, he scored one goal. That's not good. Yeah, I remember his Sunderland spell not being very good. Yeah, that's not that's not ideal. Uh, he went from Red Bulls to Villarreal, then went to AZ Akamar, then then Sunderland, then back to Toronto. Uh, speaking of Toronto, Toronto just signed uh, Lorenzo Insigne, uh, the Italian yeah. uh, midfielder, the starting number ten for Italy national team uh, to a fifteen. In I I, I want to just say give you a couple things, and then Adam, I'm going to go to you first. So Insigne is 30 years old. He's he's coming out of Napoli, a, a uh, Serie A Scudetto, uh, uh, t- uh, like champion, you know, a championship contending team. He's going to make 15 million dollars this year, which is more than more than half of the salary caps of of, of, of the of entire teams, uh, including our DC United. Uh, he is. He has he's he's leaving on a free transfer from Napoli, by the way, at the end of the year, which is which is absurd. Adam, yeah. here's my question to you: Does this affect his standing within the Italian national team going forward? Yes, it absolutely does. You know, if, if, are... if, I, if I could caveat one thing, I want to I want to point out: He's going to play Napoli through the end of the season. Mm-hmm. The World Cup is this year. He's thirty. Okay, so I, I, well, I, I think that play. plays a little bit into it. But so go ahead, please. So he will start. He will play for Napoli until until May, and then yeah. he goes straight to MLS. Who plays over the, the World summer? Cup. Yeah, the World Cup is in November. Oh, so he that's will, right. I keep forgetting. So he will play. I mean, it might be a good move for him. Normally, I would say yes. This affects his standing with the national team because, you know, look what Jovinko, what what happened to him? He he was the best player in the MLS for two three years, and he couldn't get a sniff of the national team. But yep, uh, you know, and he was in his prime. He was like twenty seven, twenty eight. Um, Insigne. 30 years old. I think this definitely affects him. I think they look down on the MLS and you know, rightfully so the play is not as, as, as high, you know, the, the standard of uh, the quality is not as high as it is in Europe, especially in Italy and the, the big leagues. But, um, you think, I think yes, <laughs> but, uh, but I don't know. I just I think right right or wrong, it's going to affect his standing. But in his situation, he might be playing this perfectly because if this is going to be the last World Cup where he features for Italy, it might be perfect because his form is not going to dip over the summer. He's going to continue yeah. to play, and he'll be in peak form, peak physical condition going into the World Cup. So maybe maybe it's a, a stroke of genius for him. He's going to make what we refer to in the accounting uh, sector as a pant load of money. Uh, playing for Toronto, um, 
before this call, we, we, you know, we were all kind of hanging out before and I was like, eh, it's just a really good move. But that's, I, I, the reason I threw that into you and I was like, wait a second, like this is, you know, he's 30, he's going to, it's a world cup year. The next world cup is 34. So not likely, although the, the, the depth of talent in Italy is not, not that high. I mean, you know, Thomas, I, I, I feel like he probably had a chance to, to make another world cup if he did, if he just stuck with it. But I do think that, the Italian national is going to is going to look down on him a little bit for going to MLS. What do you think? I think they absolutely are. I think uh, we've seen that over and over with uh, different players who, you know, wouldn't get picked for the national. And I mean, even not necessarily MLS, but we were talking about this before too of of uh, the Italian national team kind of for. A while had a history of not really picking guys who played outside of Italy, uh, even if it was in like England or Spain or whatever. Uh, now, you know, that seems to have changed a little bit, but uh, uh, you know, MLS though, it's probably not going to be up to their standard, you know. I think so. Um, like who, who was it? Um, it's a Attacking midfield, he was born in New Jersey, but he played for Italy. Uh, Giuseppe Rossi, because he Rossi, yeah, he played in Spain for a while too, but he didn't always get picked for the Italian team. Yeah, but I mean, his so a he was he was injured a lot, if you recall, he had massive knee issues, and b yeah. he was he was he was a borderline uh, player for. I mean, he'd have been a standout for U.S., but he was a borderline guy. And look, I, he to was be honest pretty with you, good in Spain. I, you know, I love that he picked Italy, not just because I'm Italian, but also because um, I think he is a player who said, "I'm going to take the harder road to do the to do the the bigger thing. I'm going to be a smaller fish in a bigger pond. I'm going to strive for something better." And I don't think I'm talking too much shit when I say that that, that the Italian national team is 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 a, is a bigger get. Uh, than the U.S. national. Where team. do you get off thinking that, Joe? I mean, I don't think I'm. I don't think I'm stretching this too far here by <laughs> saying this, but but uh, I, I, he was injury prone. Uh, no. uh, when was the last big tournament Italy really won? <laughs> oh yes, sir. We're still cheersing over the Euros, my friend. We are not <laughs> done. The, the streets are still streets running with ragu. <laughs> yeah, I. I I, I think um, I think he's going to make a uh, Insigne is going to make a massive impact on MLS. His his quality is is so high. His, his the thing about him that's going to make him good in a, in a lesser league, in my opinion, is that he is he can not only create but he can score. So he he's he's going to be able to put himself and others in position um, to to do a whole bunch. Hmm. Um, I thought you were going to say his, the quality of his play is just higher than everyone else in the league. But, <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, that took a left Well, turn, I don't want to go too far here, guys. <laughs> I don't want to – I mean, you know, this is the Chris, the league of Chris Rolfe. And uh, I, the respect I reserve for Chris Rolfe uh, remains uh, – Yeah, don't uh, disrespect, Joe. Hermetically really, sealed. Really like legends like Christo Stoichkov and Marco Echeverri in this league. <laughs> The, Sp- the, the Spanish mullet of El Diablo will, will live in infamy. Uh, he's still rocking it. It's just very gray. Yeah. Well, he's like 60. 
All right, guys. Um, we uh, we are up against it, and uh, I want to thank you both for being here. Uh, this is actually a really fun. I, I was I was I was afraid we wouldn't have a, enough to talk about, but I feel like we really were able to have a little fun with some of the, the scenarios. Transfer market season is is just amazing. It's so much fun. Uh, so I want to thank you both, uh, Thomas and Adam, uh, for being here. Uh, listeners, Not Taylor. thank you for being here. Taylor, uh, by the way, for um, not being here. Taylor is right now protesting um, Ole's firing. Um, so, uh, I, I, as, as I, as yes, I always like to about do, it, he's very upset about Ole's firing. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna ask you uh, again the round robin. I like to do Adam, next coach of Manchester United is. I'm gonna, I, Pochettino. I, t- not Thomas. My, Thomas, who do you think the next coach is gonna my be? My choice, but. Ten, ten Hag, hopefully. Love it. Uh, All right. If any of these guys are hired, then, of course, obviously, as always, you want a car. Uh, not for me, from someone else. We'll figure out who that is later. Uh, but again, from our sponsor. Um, everyone, thank you so much for being here. Uh, thanks for listening. Subscribe, follow, uh, hit us up, talk shit to us. We love it. Uh, and uh, as always, dude, we love you. And uh, we will uh, – We'll see everybody soon. So thank you so much for listening and have a great week.